Do you live in the future? Um, if you would consider Canada the future. No. Wow, sorry. (laughs) It's not Australia. No. No, I don't know. Canada's probably the future. It's sort of the future of Minnesota. Yeah. I went to Minnesota on my way to Nurtacula last year, and yeah, it was like, it was nice and clean and kind of cold, so it works out. I think Minnesota steals all their ideas from Canada. Yep. They have Timbits there now. It's kind of true. And they have Minnesota Public Radio, which is required to keep a certain amount of its content Minnesotan. Oh, yeah. Okay, you've um, already familiar. provided way more information, like legitimate facts, than yeah. we regularly deal with. But that is super Canadian. And I, I actually like that ruling by Canadian uh, on the radio station. It's nice to be able to jam to some Avril Lavigne and Nickelback once in a while. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you agree. Lover Boy Circulate. These policies, in many instances, either reflect or take into account the proximity of the United States. Living next to you is in some ways like keeping with an elephant. No matter how friendly or even tempered is the beast, I can call it that, one is affected by every twitch and grunt. Ladies and gentlemen, it's July 14th, and welcome to episode number 65 of the Sleeping with the Elfin podcast, where we put the U in color commentary. This is the podcast where Canadians and Americans pretty much just make fun of each other. Uh, I am Mr. Paul Strickland, and joining me is Mr. Ryan Murphy. Ryan, hello. Hey, we're not going to talk about weather this morning, right? This evening? I, it, I never, mo- I'm never motivated to talk about the weather. That's good, because whenever you deal with Unless different it's countries, it's always the weather. Unless it's affecting me in some tragic way. Uh, joining us this week is a very special guest, Mr. Tom Merritt. Tom, hello. Hey. You're here. I That's am. The- <laughs> and I can't imagine that anybody doesn't know where you hail from. But just- There are lots of people who don't know. <laughs> yeah, you should explain. Uh, you, then you should please explain to our... our- explain myself. Please. Yeah. Uh, Why are you yes. here? I am uh, Tom Merritt. I am the host of many podcasts, including The Daily Tech News Show, Current Geek, Sword and Laser, Cord Killers, and more. And I currently reside in Los Angeles, California. But that does not mean I don't understand the appeal of Tim Hortons and Canadian Tire Bucks. That's good. I I still don't get it. You don't get it? Well, I don't get it. To be fair, I have not experienced it. Hence the not getting it. But I, at least I haven't I, actually experienced Canadian Tire Bucks, but I get the concept. I have uh, experienced Tim Hortons. It's worth it, man. I don't right. actually own any Canadian. I, like, I haven't touched Canadian Tire Money in a long time, but it's, get this, more colorful than Canadian money, which is Whoa. oddly weird. Uh, yeah. and You actually have holes in your money now. Um, yeah, I have some right here. I can like show plastic. you live. Like it's it's like a window. I could put it up to yeah. the to the to the screen and the window to the queen's soul. <laughs> yeah, the queen's made of plastic. Um, so yeah, no uh, Canadian Tire money. It's great. Uh, it buys you like nothing unless gum costs like five cents, which I don't think it does. Not here. I also like hockey. Hockey's great. Hockey's okay, especially when all's in for hockey. Doing right. See, we found common ground. Hockey. <laughs> this show is not about common ground. Well, actually, it kind of I've is. ruined your show already. <laughs> 65 episodes and he pokes a hole in it. Well, Dang see it. you guys. All right, it's over. <laughs> uh, the elephant just went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, well, it's late. All right, folks. 
Uh, Ryan, I know this isn't a video game stream, but I wanted to just bring this up. So Fred Durst decided to start a Twitch stream today. Right. Okay. And And Fred Durst, for those who are unaware, is the front man for Limp Biscuit. I had to look that up. Yeah. (laughs) He's the guy. I know Limp Biscuit, and I knew I knew the name, but I just couldn't. When I saw this in the show notes, I was like, wait, who's Fred Durst again? Yeah. Well, he's the guy who had that album with the hot dog water in it. Is that, am I thinking? That is the hot dog water guy. Okay. (laughs) I thought I was just having a bad flashback to high school or something, but uh, no. It is. It's very much high school. Yeah. And I I checked out his video. It's like two and a half hours of Call of Duty of Ghosts or whatever. And uh, he said everybody else, he said something that everybody else is thinking and saying that uh, he wishes there was more games on on Xbox One. So. It may, Fred Durst speaks <laughs> Sage the truth. words. Yeah. Fred Durst. From the mouths of old rock stars. <laughs> was he he's rock? still alive? He's, well, that's the thing. I'm, I, that's what I was shocked by. He's like, hey, he's still doing it. He's still around. Wait, how old is he? Why wouldn't he be alive? Oh, because he's a rock star. He well, was fast and died young. Is that what you're saying? That that would be my point. Well, he's yeah. like hardcore yeah. rap. Also, uh, he? He's actually younger than me, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> But did you do crack cocaine while you had a major labor? A labor? No. There we go. So that's a difference right there. As far as you know, I did not. <laughs> you heard so, it here first. Full disclosure, I, I have been – I did attend a concert once that mm-hmm. it may or may not have involved Limp Bizkit. It's not full disclosure if it may or may not. You have to tell us. <laughs> did it happen right, or not, I, okay. Paul? I was there. I promise. Did he talk about video games or? He did not talk oh. about video games. Did he games. just go on stage and do Call of Duty for a couple of <laughs> That would have been something to watch. That's going to be a thing. I just realized that. Okay. It's not going to be Fred Durst that does it. But like Day9, Artosis, okay. you know, all those guys, they're going to start going on tours and mm-hmm. playing video games up on stage, aren't they? That actually would make a lot of sense. I've heard of like similar communities talking about going on tour before, like Giant Bomb being an example. Like they've talked about that kind of thing in the past, Mm -hmm. and they kind of do it anyway with all the like all the panels and all the like little Mm -hmm. all the things that they go to over the years, like all the all the all the cons as it were. Well, I mean, Mm. you're already seeing that with like uh, specifically Call of Duty Ghosts and the partnership they had with. Eminem. I don't listen to Eminem, but I know that. Oh, I forgot about that. He did like a song for it, and I mean, it wouldn't surprise me in the future uh, when you see, uh, you know, Eminem singing the song that's in Call of Duty Ghosts, and then it's like, and then he welcomes on one of the developers, and they come on and play Call of Duty Ghosts. (laughs) You know, I maybe there was a premiere or something on Spike TV that I missed that uh, this actually happened, but uh, I think Tom's right. There's it's with all the media partnerships, it's bound to happen eventually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, folks, shall we get to the news? Sure. All right, let's play our little roulette game. Uh, let's play this one. It's very dramatic. That's a new one. Well, I have like 20 of them here. Oh. A car chase has begun in South... <laughs> let's Sweet. talk about Comcast. That's what that sounds like. It does, actually. Like, it, it I don't really of... want to... Hmm? Ryan, I got to be honest. I don't really want to talk about Comcast. Are they I feel bad? Like they've gotten plenty of play in the news recently. Well, we can just mention like uh, uh, a well-known no, technology explain, company. Explain yourself. Like what oh, you mentioned that you sent me a clip, and it mm-hmm. actually got pretty big over the like from when you sent it. But this is a, a poor individual trying to cancel their Comcast service. Yeah. 
Ryan Block uh, recorded himself calling, and this is 10 minutes into the call, recorded himself calling Comcast to cancel his subscription uh, to cable, I believe. Um, and it doesn't go so well. The The person on the other line <laughs> really doesn't want him to leave Comcast. <laughs> it was really so, unfortunate. So should we play some clips first, or should we uh, get into the personal experience first? Oh no! Yeah, I'll play some clips, but like, yeah, let's let's hear the clips first. Let's see. Okay, we'd like to we'd like to disconnect. We'd like to disconnect, please. Okay, so why is it that you don't want the faster speed? Help me understand why you don't want faster internet. Help me understand why you can't just disconnect us. Because my job is to have, is to have a conversation with you about having about this. I mean, keeping your service. About finding out why it is that you're looking to cancel the service. I don't understand. Is this, is this if you for don't want to like... talk to me? You can definitely go into the Comcast store and disconnect your service there. Okay. All right. This goes on. It's about ten minutes of that. <laughs> it is about ten minutes of this, and supposedly, what he went. This is even then. It's about ten minutes in. Yeah, probably a twenty-minute call in total. It's a. It's a. It's yeah. It's about. I think isn't that call about eight minutes of recording? It is. Yeah. And yeah, he said it was around ten minutes in. Ryan Block's a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, is he? Oh, okay. uh, he is married to Veronica Belmont. That's right. I forgot about uh, that. And Veronica was on the first 10 minutes of that call. Oh, okay. <laughs> Try, and I, I talked to Veronica. That's the conversation. <laughs> and she wanted, she wanted to make it clear to people that she had given this guy a reason. She had said, look, we moved. We already turned on new service with another company in the new place. And we just need to disconnect it in the old place. And I think that's where the miscommunication happens, if, if you want to call it a miscommunication, is he's like, well, I need to know why, right? Because these guys sure. follow a script. Right. A lot of people want mm-hmm. to be really angry at this guy, and a lot of people don't. But you got to remember that this guy's following the Comcast script. This is exactly what he is supposed to do, according to Comcast. Uh, he may take it a little far, but it is well within the normal script, from what I can tell. And so the fact that they're like, we're not going to tell you why we like astound more than comcast and i don't think they should need to if they just want to disconnect what they're saying is look we already live in a new place we already have new service we just want to disconnect the old service so that we're not getting charged for it anymore because we don't live there anymore (laughs) and he just won't let it go i I point the finger squarely at comcast for creating a culture that encourages this to be done from what i know from what who i've talked to people who either have worked at Comcast or even still do work at Comcast, they rate you and pay you based on the number of retentions you have. And so if you don't get enough retentions, you don't get paid, which is why this guy sounds so desperate. Mm-hmm. I, Tom, it sounds like you've done your research here. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, but partly because I just happen to know the people involved. Yeah. I, I, I haven't talked to Ryan about it, but I did talk to Veronica about it a little bit. And yeah, we talked about it on Daily Tech News Show a couple of days ago as well. Sure. So yeah. I am behind, and I must have just missed it. But yeah, no, it. it, uh, it when I heard this, like sometimes it's it's kind of sensationalized, and it's it's nice to think that these giant companies are evil, and you know that's your reason for not wanting to go with them ever again. Because I saw like I sort of saw it as it was posted, then I saw some of the follow up where everyone's like, "See, this is why we, you guys shouldn't choose Comcast." And uh, here in Canada, I mean, we have our evil i hate those companies too like rogers is no peach and uh, bell just is terrible 
But um, I'm with a company right now, uh, Kojiko, which is pretty widely known across Ontario and, and Quebec. And um, I actually have them call me to ask me how my – and I usually never pick up those phones. I see them. It's like, oh, I'll just ignore that. But I decided to pick it up and see what they wanted. They wanted to know how my TV service was going. And I said, like, uh, I don't really watch TV. And I'm like, well, you know you spend, like, $60 a month on TV. Why don't you downgrade – to the $20 package and then you know you'll have your local channels and that's all and I'm like that sounds like a great idea let's do that so she <laughs> talked me down and she probably got rewarded for you know it was like a customer satisfaction call or something mm-hmm. but it was an interesting experience where I when I hung up the phone I was like oh I can't believe they just talked me down to a lesser uh, cost so it was kind of the opposite of this but you know, I've called Bell before to cancel my phone line and, you know, they're like, oh, you know, they're following a script too. And then they follow a script three months down the road when they call you again to try to get you to sign back up. So it's, it's just so much, uh, it, it's just the scripts and, and the way they, like you said, the way they reward these employees. It's good to know that this is not a local problem. <laughs> no, it's worldwide. I mean, Oh, yeah. I, and I think that's what... Uh, this is brought forth is you know less less about like oh my gosh this is so aberrant and more people going oh yeah i've had a similar experience right sure and that that's what's so bad is that should not be your experience and if we had proper competition you'd be able to just say well i'm never going to go back with that company again but (laughs) sometimes you have a choice i've been fortunate enough i haven't had to deal directly with comcast for anything Mm -hmm. but that's i mean to tom's point that is pure luck. That is only because I haven't had to. Uh, yeah. If I didn't have a choice, I wouldn't have a choice, and I would. Have well, you to. live in Time Warner Cable Land, right? I do not actually. I oh, live. You're in a weird neck, then. I'm in between. Yes, I am in between Time Warner and basically. I have. I am one of the fortunate people that I have two carriers that are mm. potential here. One is AT and T. The other one is Charter. Oh, um, you're in Charter Land. Okay. Yeah, and you know I've heard. Believe me, I have heard plenty of horror stories about Charter. And I switched over to them maybe, uh, I don't know, like maybe six months ago out of pure need of bandwidth. Mm-hmm. But I, and at least so far, I mean, they gave me, they certainly try to give me the hard sell and they call me often. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the service itself, it seems to be okay. Wait like, to I, try I, to leave. Right, exactly. <laughs> See, that is the thing. I did leave AT&T successfully, and I, didn't, I actually didn't have any issue doing that. Uh, they were actually pretty cool with it. So when you say, like, Comcast and Time Warner Land, like, is it really that bad that you only have one choice? Yes. For television, absolutely yes. Interesting. Uh, and generally, you know, like Paul just said, well, I have two choices, AT&T and Charter. Except, what did you also say? I needed bandwidth, so I went with Charter. Right. Because a lot of times that AT&T choice or the Verizon choice in some places is just DSL. Mm-hmm. And there's, you, you know, for some people that's fine. But for a lot of people, it's like, yeah, I really need 50, 100 megabits per second to do the things that I need to do. And you cannot get that out of DSL down here. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, here we have, uh, well, at least in Ontario, it might be different in other provinces, but... Here we have uh, two major phone companies that provide cable, internet, and telephone. And then you have the, the non-phone company that provides all three of those as well. Uh, so there are like three major choices. So eventually I was able to work my way to one that 
I was satisfied with. And I, I'm actually with two different companies, one for my cell phone and, mm-hmm. and one for uh, cable and TV. But they, they all do the same thing where I talk to Kojigo all the time and they're like, every time I call to like maybe add a channel or, or, some, or remove something, they're like, hey, do you want home phone for 10 bucks a month? And I'm like, no, I spend $100 on my cell phone a month. I do not need a home line. And they won't give it up. So it's it's like that for every company. <laughs> to me, that's kind of the ultimate question here. It's not about the rep and his behavior so much. Mm-hmm. The question is, is this is this acceptable business practice to be like selling you at every moment? And and again, if we had wi- wide open competition, mm-hmm. I mean, you should have more than three choices. I feel like, but yeah. uh, then it wouldn't matter because you just say, well, the company that you know does best will put in place the most acceptable competition. And, because uh, yeah. I, I I don't like it. I hate it. In fact, sure. one of the things I love about DirecTV since Fox got rid of them is that they don't do that aggressive retention anymore because they want the higher customer satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I didn't know that. I don't. I again, one of those carriers I have not had the need to deal with is DirecTV. Yeah, they're, they're really good for television uh, in the U.S. Although their their prices have been rising well it's the 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 amount that you get for what you pay has been getting more expensive at direct tv dishes the bargain now but apparently they're not as good customer service wise yeah anyway brian Hmm. speaking of bandwidth shall we talk about netflix (laughs) yeah you picked some interesting stories man we normally like well we have have tom on here talk by like a thousand percent (laughs) cord killers and all that fun business sure no absolutely and this one basically screams canadian u.s relations i mean there's a study (laughs) out there that says that one in three canadians are using u.s netflix and that does not surprise me (laughs) (laughs) uh are you experiencing that now? No, I I don't. Um, but it, the ease of of access to it, like I, before I even knew how to like access US Netflix, um, my uh, fiance's little sister, who is like sixteen, I think, had gotten uh, US Netflix working on her Wii in the living room, so she was watching like, well, granted, she was watching like One Tree Hill and Nine Hundred Two One Zero, but. She was still doing it with U.S. Netflix, and she had figured it out before me, who's a computer science graduate. Like, I just didn't really think about it. I was happy to watch my eight seasons of Doctor Who and, and all that fun stuff. So it's just it, – it doesn't surprise me because some of the uh, comedies that you can't get on uh, Canadian Netflix, like uh, 30 Rock, which is another show that I'd like to catch up on, is not available in Canada. Sure. So it, it makes sense that a lot of Canadians are doing this. I mean, we're still paying the seven ninety nine access. It's just a, it's a matter of the legalities of getting past that, that gated, uh, that what is it, geo gate? What do they call it? I I don't know. Geo fencing or geolocation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just put geo in there. You'll be fine. Sure, I tried. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had Peter Wells from Australia on Daily Tech News Show Monday, and mm-hmm. he brought in the story that. Netflix is the most popular streaming service in Australia, according to a study done by a financial services company. It's kind of like Mint of Australia, and they were just analyzing their own data. There's problems with taking that as read, but it was, I sort of said, well, whether this study is accurate or not, obviously foreign Netflix, because Netflix doesn't even exist in Australia, mm-hmm. is really popular in Australia. This study that you brought in, Ryan, is even better because it's actually a phone survey conducted by foreign research 
accurate within 2.2 percentage points, and they still say 35% of Canadian Netflix users use the American version of Netflix, and that's in a country that has Netflix. Yeah. I mean, we get a lot of BBC content first, and obviously all the CBC stuff. Um, if you're big into horses, there's Heartland, so there's that, but... Um, yeah, it's uh, it, but it's interesting to note that uh, yeah, Canada definitely needs to catch up uh, and get more of the um, the archive of well, those big comedy shows that uh, that NBC has and stuff. Yeah, this is an interesting scenario. I feel just mm-hmm. because it is in a sense Netflix's problem to solve. On the other hand, the reason they don't have it is because they don't have the agreements for it with the studios. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, you can. I could see it being argued either way. I could see it being argued. Okay, clearly Netflix isn't doing a disservice or whatever you want to call it. They're not providing as good a service to Canadian users. On the other hand, I, I mean, in order to do that, they will probably. I mean, they would have to renegotiate with studios. Yeah, and a price increase. I mean, there's been talk of Canadian prices. I think they already oh, went up. Right? Uh, they went up. That was a big thing back yeah. when it happened to the, all the Netflix people. Yeah, but they could go up even further. So, I I wonder, like, how long has the Canadian Netflix been around, Ryan? Um, ah, maybe three years. Not as long as the U.S. Because I remember um, hearing yeah, yeah. of Netflix and but, because Netflix streaming came along down here. I want to say like 2008. Yeah, uh, so it would have been maybe 2010 here. Yeah, so I I feel like. When Netflix launched streaming here, it was a joke. Yep. It was, it was, and it was an add-on given to you free as part of your DVD rental subscription because it was a joke. And like every once in a while, you'd be like, "Oh, a movie I want to watch is actually on the streaming. That's interesting." Oh. Uh, and over time, they built up that catalog. It takes time to strike these deals. It takes building up the subscriber base to have the money to be able to strike the deals. The deals have been getting more expensive as studios and networks start to realize how much money can be made off that. So it's not, I feel like these international versions of Netflix will do fine. They might not even have to do a price increase if they're getting enough traction uh, mm-hmm. as far as people signing up. It just, it's just, it's a slow moving industry in mm-hmm. figuring out rights and every region, every country is a whole new conversation. Even if you've signed a deal yep. with a studio here in the US, as soon as you go to another market, you got to start over. Yeah, and I mean the beauty of Netflix right now is their original content. So I, I think that's that's the main reason right now I subscribe to Netflix is uh, you know the backlog of of Doctor Who and uh, you know the new season of Orange the New Black, Arrested Development, uh, House of Cards. You know, I'm assuming now they don't restrict their original content based on region, do they? No, it's just I would available everywhere. Okay. <laughs> do you all think that eventually, like? You know, I'm talking ten years or more down the road that these kinds of geo restrictions go away. I uh, that, so. that people start to realize, oh, it's the internet; everybody can access it at once anyway, whether we want them to or not. So let's let's release things worldwide more often than not. I yeah. in in my optimistic sense, sure, I would love to see that happen, and I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion. At the same time, these I I had to deal with these companies before. And they really don't like change of any sort. <laughs> so it, it, it is a slow burn to get them to want to do anything of a note like that. Uh, but I don't know. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I wonder also that if you were to do that, like it's not just rights. It's also I wonder if you run into language policies like Canada is a bilingual country. Uh, 
do oh, you yeah. run into issues <laughs> by you know suddenly having to have uh, closed captioning for a French-speaking audience of Thirty Rock? You know, like sure, sure. I mean, at least that's not a new problem. No, it's not. You're I've right. Had to deal with that with syndication before, mm-hmm. but you're right. I mean, that's another another issue to throw in there. But that's an interesting thing about that survey too, is it was only of Anglophones mm-hmm. in Canada. They didn't. They didn't talk to any Quebecois, apparently. Yeah, and if they if they find out about this study, they are not going to be happy. I can tell you that. <laughs> but they can't read it. Anywho, <laughs> Google Translate is your friend. Uh, shall we talk about the poor migrant kids? Sure. I think we should. They're so unhappy. I, I heard. <laughs> this this is great. Uh, a Republican running for Congress in Arizona snapped a photo of a passing school bus full of children, and he posted the picture on Twitter, and he essentially issued a warning saying, the, the bus is coming. This is not compassion. This is an abrogation, abrogation of the rule of law. This was his quote. So he thought that this was a bus filled with migrant children ready to be deported or whatever. And yeah, he went on to say, he's like he was talking to a reporter by the way so this is even better he says seeing the fear in those children's faces urging authorities to abide by the law and enforce the border against the influx of children immigrants crossing into the united states uh yeah they weren't migrant children they were uh, from a ymc they were so afraid of camp (laughs) don't send me to camp i think he should look into that side of the story like why are these kids so upset about going to camp maybe there's another issue that needs to be explored <laughs> i i was never a huge fan of camp until you get there and you kind of realize oh, this isn't all that bad no parents yeah. get to play basketball all day it's great yeah let's play a little bit all right now this. this is from it's all uh, riled up the, shelter this is from the good old Huffpo- huffington post and which i always love when they interject this random bullshit in here <laughs> oh yeah they just they just autoplay yeah, in the buses, in the fear and on and their faces, this is not compassion. Do you know that was a bus with YMCA kids? Uh, they were sad too. <laughs> I think they, they were to sad. Me. <laughs> Actually, one I noticed in the story, one person said that he didn't think the kids looked that sad, but you know, Weird. this is. I this is it. one of those hilarious campaign trail situations, right? You're going to get sure. this. And it really doesn't matter where you stand on the issue of immigration, no. uh, you know, and, and it's a serious issue about the, the, you know, the number of children being brought into the country and, and is it happening and how often is it happening? Uh, and, and I don't think you even have to go into that to enjoy the irony of this man's gaffe. And maybe yeah. he's maybe he's a great candidate, right? Yeah. But it is. I don't know. He seemed to be like he see uh, the concern. I thought was real. <laughs> yeah, about that. exactly. He actually cares about kids. Yeah, maybe he I seemed pretty <laughs> fired up in the video. They they had muted him, but he was like running around yelling, and I just I I was kind of concerned. Like I wonder if it was just him running around yelling because if this is like a bus full of kids going to the YMCA, it's probably their parents standing around. And I wonder if it was just him there sort of yelling at the parents, like, why are you letting your kids so scared. get deported? They're, they're scared. It's, I, don't, I don't understand it. I mean, I don't Although, see a lot of this up here. I, I, and I haven't investigated this issue much. Do, is the children immigrant problem handled with buses? 
We, or was he assuming this was like we've rounded up these children and we're taking them for deportation? Or, or did he think it was a busload of children coming in? And that's that's that the is, part that confuses I don't know. Me. That is unclear. I don't know. I think either scenario could be true. I don't know what it is, but recently I've seen a lot of immigration stories relating specifically to children, whether it be the deportation procedures or how many are just kind of left here. Yeah. Um, there's a number of there's a number of children. Well, what happened was there was an exemption for children, like a path to citizenship sort of amnesty thing. And uh, it, it was voted down in the House because uh, they said, look, we, we need to get tough on immigration and we can't we can't just buckle to the idea that people can dump their children here. That was that was their argument. Uh, and so that's become a meme out there on the campaign trail. Oh. You know, when we're allowing these children to be dumped here and they had, they don't have care and that that's not the way it should be. They shouldn't be allowed in the first place, et cetera, et cetera. Interesting. So when's the yeah. next election if these guys out there yelling at microphones like this November? Yeah. Oh, OK. Well, that's that's actually surprisingly late for these guys. Well, <laughs> who knows? This is the first time uh, it was probably the gaff that got him into the limelight. He's probably been pounding the pavement for quite some time if he's doing his uh, job. So I mean yeah. I don't know maybe it was maybe it was worth it just for him to get some attention from a folk from folks who normally wouldn't have known him. He might get more votes now. He's no, definitely well known outside of Arizona after that. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. Well, see, and that's the thing is this is for Ryan mostly. Like in a state like Arizona, immigration is a big issue. Like people yeah. have very strong opinions about that. Okay, Arizona is usually the bellwether for immigration issues. Yeah. Interesting. And he you know what? He here here's the thing. He wrote last tweet not the bus of illegal immigrant children, thank God. He deleted his original tweet, but he left that one up. And then he wrote I apologize for the confusion, that was my error. So okay. not trying to hide it at least. Yeah. No, that's good. That's far better than some of the other crap we've seen. Some people would just delete it and be like that, that, that I don't never happened. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh good times. All right, Ryan. Mm. I leave the choice to you. No. Don't yeah. make me choose. Make Tom choose. We could talk about baby heroin. This is, we could talk about that. Baby heroin is not much of a story. We yeah. could talk about an erection photo. Mm. Nobody wants to talk about that. Why don't we just let story. Tom talk about something besides these two things? <laughs> Anything he comes up with, I'm sure. I was afraid is... you were going to say combine them. No, 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 no. That would be illegal. Um, Awful. And terrible, but no. This let's... baby heroin. Look, the guy had his baby, and he was looking for a place to hide his heroin. Yeah, and he. Why wouldn't he stick it in the diaper? Right. Yeah. Right. He yeah. didn't stick it in the baby. That's <laughs> what they're trying to imply in the story. I feel like. Or Paul is trying to imply by you know taking keywords out of the title in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I... So instead, we could, Ryan, talk mm. about uh, you know the erection photo. Now I... you may think. Again. You, start off, you start off with an erection photo. You think, okay, Anthony Weiner, for example. Right, our, that we- guy. <laughs> again. No, I think, again, you've, you've, you've tipped the scale in the notes by not putting the correct title in what the show What are you notes. talking about? Also, you spelled it with two R's. Oh, you spelled it. <laughs> yeah, fix that. Come on. I misspelled there. erection. Oh. I guessed, Paul. Jeez. <laughs> misspelling erection when tom Merritt is on the show Dude, i'm the worst at spelling i'm certainly not going to judge all right well <laughs> no I, I guess like paul what you should have said is that the stupid part about this is that they're asking an underage person 
to take a picture. See, I don't want to talk about this. This is awful. Here, let me let me make an attempt to summarize this awful, awful, awful story. Thank you, Tom. Uh, a 17-year-old boy mm-hmm. sexted a video of himself, you can guess what part, sure. to a, what, a 15-year-old girl? I believe it was. Let's fi- see. And then the 15-year-old girl's mother saw it, turned the kid in uh, because she was upset about it, and the prosecutors are prosecuting him under a child pornography law because he is of age at 17 years old. He is not a minor anymore, Mm -hmm. and she is a minor, and so therefore it makes it technically child pornography. Uh, And to prove that the video is his, they've already taken a picture of him once, but he wasn't in the same state as he had been in the video that he sent to his girlfriend, so they need to get him into that state to prove it was really him. And actually, the prosecuting attorney for the for the state is like, I will try the case, but we do not need that picture <laughs> to try this case. But the I guess the uh, the police are all like, no, we got a search warrant. We need to do this. Hmm. This show was worth it just to have Tom summarize this story because I was not <laughs> anticipating. For the record, I had no intention of actually <laughs> making you. He's never going to come back now. Way to go, Paul. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, like like any other crazy internet let's get all upset at something story tom has taken it boiled it down described it in a way that everybody can understand and i love it <laughs> <laughs> and i avoided using several words that i that i all, that i pretty much started with so i i applaud you for not allowing me to put my foot in my mouth yet again anyway uh this is a this is about like people really trying to do their job by the book too much is what yeah. it sounds like to me like yeah. it, it makes a perfect sort of sense on paper. Like, we need to prove that this video is this person, so we need to replicate, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was, is it this person's elbow, you'd go take a picture of their elbow. And, I, oh, it's bent in that picture, so bend the elbow, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but it starts to get different when you involve the genitals. I'm just saying. I'm a 17-year-old kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that makes it twice as worse. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, if someone had like a tattoo and they needed to see it like on their shoulder, they need to see it in a specific way to prove that it's theirs or something. Like it, it makes sense. And you're right. It's it's really unfortunate when you see uh, 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 cops trying to do their job by the books for the people by the people and it just sort of creates craziness about like context this. guys yeah you gotta, exactly. you back up here take yeah. a wider pick t- wider view of what's going on yeah you can you can pretty much ignore the book when it comes to this and and i'm glad the judge told them that like you guys we can i'm pretty sure we can figure this out without going down that path <laughs> my question is how would this go in canada like, uh, would it go <laughs> would I, it start I don't think it would even get to this point, but then again, like it's a big country, so I'm this again, like in the states, this is one case of of many. Sure. I'm sure many child sex. Are, are you cases. telling me you're not ready to apply gross over generalizations to an entire country? <laughs> yeah, because it's different. Have you never seen Dudley Do Right? I mean, come on. I have. I, I I've only seen the remake, so I'm an awful Canadian. So wow. Yeah. yeah the remake's not. It's not the same. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, though, come on, the mummy. Brendan Fraser, even Canadian? I, I think so. He does not look Canadian. He, what does, it, what what does a Canadian look like? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Hello. Info at sleepingwiththeelephant.com is where you can email the show. Brendan Fraser was born in Indianapolis. He looks 
kind of Canadian, though. He could be Canadian. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that um, an American played Dudley Do-Right? Exactly. Cancel oh the show. Gosh. This can no longer happen. I mean, That's this is awful. That crap. means war. That is an act of war, good sir. The War of 1812. 1812 status now. Don't, yeah. don't get Ryan started. I'm going to use the Rideau Canal to get away from you people. We've had this discussion. Like Ryan is claiming all kinds of nonsense were created by Canadians. Yeah, like, like basketball. Like basketball. Superman. Superman is definitely part like, Canadian. It's Now, these things are easily checked, and he may, be, may very well be right, but I am not going to acknowledge it. Heritage Minutes, look them up. You'll learn everything you need to know about Canada. Yeah, I hate to say it, but James Naismith was uh, born in El Monte, province James of Canada. Info. It's he sleeping. died in Lawrence, Kansas, like a true basketball inventor, though. Yeah. That's where all basketball people go to die. It's like all dogs right. go to heaven, but all basketball players go to, what was Kansas. it, Indianapolis? <laughs> Kansas. Lawrence. King James know this? No? I don't know. <laughs> Someone should tweet him or something. See, I'm not. I'm not so much pro Canadian as I believe oh. that the colonies illegally separated from the United Kingdom, which would you know mean yeah. that the United States actually is still part of Britain, even though Canada is not. Yeah, I uh, suppose that's an interesting point. Yeah, you guys didn't you guys come to agreements though? Wasn't something signed? Or you there just- was a. But that was King George was mad. I don't think you can say it's valid. So he like had his fingers crossed behind his back or something. He was when under he duress. It? He he was not competent to uh, exactly. allow that. Oh, so and us crazy colonials continue to do our thing. Yeah, yeah. those fireworks just in a are constant just state of rebellion. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are good. I actually prefer the idea that the United States is just in a constant state of rebellion rather than actually its own country. That's probably. I, I don't know. That's more or less accurate to the truth, I think. Like, that, it, we just don't like being told what to do. I think that's just the bottom line. Oh, okay. Brandon Fraser is a Canadian-American. Okay. He was born in Indianapolis. He was born... Like, how does that happen? He how, says here... He, Wikipedia says he is a Canadian-American. What? <laughs> is that... Okay. Do you get Canadian-American status just if you portray Dudley Do-Right in a movie? Maybe. <laughs> he was inducted into Canada's Walk of Fame, the first American-born actor to receive this honor. I see, oh I see what God. you're saying. That's really it. Oh, he was the son of Canadian parents, even though he was born in Indianapolis. Okay. So like that guy, Ted Cruz, who was born in Alberta but is no longer Canadian. Excuse worked me. Worked as a Canadian, Canadian Foreign Service officer, so they were Canadian citizens in Indianapolis living abroad essentially and so because he was born here he's born american but also because his parents are both canadian they make him canadian i see how that uh, works see the mystery of encino man and brennan fraser solved <laughs> tonight if, if so if in true sleeping with the elephant style brennan fraser is his own elephant well that's Holy deep <laughs> that is so deep <laughs> he was also in looney tunes so and i don't think we need to talk anymore about brennan fraser um, his his Wikipedia our- image is like staring into my soul, so I'm going to close that. Yeah, this concludes our Brendan Fraser talk. <laughs> Good, he's a lot slimmer, actually, in real life. Like he's very thin. Oh, he had that period there after Dudley Do Right, where he kind of had too many. Don't anyway. Timbits <laughs> info at sleepingwiththeelephant.com is where you can leave any questions or comments that you might have for us. We'd love hearing those, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we love, we obviously love five stars on iTunes. It's any, any rating that you can help to help the show 
is also greatly appreciated. It helps us continue to do what we do and help us to continue to get lovely guests on here like Tom. Uh, you can you find showed my- Tom all the five-star reviews, and that's how we got <laughs> it. That was the clincher. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, okay, deal. you guys are legit. <laughs> uh, you can find me at P. Swickard on Twitter. You can find Ryan at R. Murphy. Uh, Ryan, anything you'd like to pimp? Um, yeah. Uh, go check out uh, outnumberedcomic.com. It was a website uh, Joel Duggan and I recently oh, resurfaced. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. Very cool. Like Tom, how about yourself? What would you like to tell the good people about? Well, it just happens the night we're recording this podcast, I actually launched a new show because I can't oh. stop myself. So I, <laughs> we, we've been working on this one since January. It's just finally coming to the public on techrepublic.com. It's called Five Apps. If you're into enterprisey, businessy, productive stuff, you'll, you might enjoy it. Uh, so take a look at it over there at techrepublic.com. And everything I do is at tommerritt.com. Two R's, two T's. Fantastic. Thank you, everyone. And we will see you all next week, I feel.